hold of. That, that's the one I'm desperate because a person has the enemy is on our case. He beats us down. He uses preachers and saints to do his bidding sometimes. Oh, well, you didn't quite get, you know, listen, for with stammering lips and another tongue, the tongue can come. But if somebody gets in stammered lips and they've been repented, they look good, they got their, listen, if we don't know by now, Brother Chris, if we don't, if, if we've been around this and seen this many people, get, if we don't know what it looks like when somebody gets a Holy Ghost by now, we might as well just quit. We might as well just lay our Bible on the shelf and go do something else. Let me tell you something. We know when somebody gets the Holy Ghost. We know when it's the Spirit of the Lord. They have, a, they have the right spirit. They have the right expression on their face. They're broken. They're humble. They're contrite. So let me tell you something. In the middle of all of this, oh, don't tell let them, you know, let them speak clear whatever language they're speaking. Let, so everybody, listen, let me tell you something. I'm going to claim every one of them I can. You get, you get your spirit right. You get repented. You get in stammering lips. I'm going to walk by and say, ooh, that's the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's another guy. There's the Holy Ghost. Now, you can help the devil talk them out of it if you want to. Or you can get with God's program and talk them in. Hey, listen, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. Somebody said they didn't get enough. Well, I didn't either. And you didn't either. There's always room for more. Well, they didn't quite get it. They, listen. When you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. If the sign is there, that's what it is. It's just a new baby making some noise that don't make sense. It's called the Holy Ghost. So you get that little bit that you got and you keep building on it and let it grow and get bigger. Amen. If you break out in a, in a, in a, a language that's just perfect, that's all right. But until you do, just keep stammering. Our new little babies scattered around here in this church. There ain't a one of them speaking English yet. But they're still here. We, they let us know that they're here. They got ways of doing that. Can I get an amen in this house? Anybody want to do anything by faith? You know the Bible talks about if it's not of faith, it's not of God. Anything that's not of faith. You're on the wrong team. I'm going to step out by faith. I'm going to lay claim to this one. I'm going to lay claim to you. And I'm going to lay claim to you and you and you. That's fun. Amen. That's when you can enjoy your Holy Ghost. I believe you're going to make it. I believe you're going to do good. Amen. I believe you're going to do better. I believe more of you are going to get the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? I'm speaking faith right now. Somebody's about to be delivered in this house. Somebody's about to be set free of fear and doubt and worry and anxiety and all the things and all the stuff that makes Christians unhappy and miserable. Amen. That's what we're getting at right now. And somebody said amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3. I got a little lengthy reading right here, but I'll try not to bore you. Amen. Just wanted to do that uh, because the enemy, uh, when you talk in tongues or getting stammering lips, you don't get out this door. 
and the enemy, enemy is already on you. Hallelujah. Hebrews, the third chapter, beginning at verse number 8. I'm just going to read on through here, so just follow if you can. Amen. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath. This is God talking now. Amen. They shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you. And I want you to get this and underline this and highlight this and put it in parentheses. Amen. And watch this right here. Just what I'm talking about. I, I'm just going to... This is a little side note right here. Amen. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. We just say, we just, man, I just don't know if I believe. And we think that's kind of a little thing. When you don't have faith, God calls it evil. If you don't think God will bless you for paying your tithes, you just called God a liar. That's, how he, that's why he feels like that. If you don't believe God will fill you with the Holy Ghost when you repent of your sins, amen, and surrender to him, you just called God a liar. That's why he calls it evil. If you don't believe you can get blessed in this house today, after all that God said about it, if you don't believe God loves you, he already proved that. Amen. So much that he gave his only son. Amen. Hallelujah. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in. What for? Because of unbelief. It's the worst thing that you can do. It's not, it's not lying and stealing and cursing and committing adultery. That's the horribly bad thing. No. Now all of that comes. Amen. Amen. But it, it's not all of that that's the worst thing. It's unbelief. That's the foundation of it all. Amen. And before I let you be seated, let, let, me, just, let me just lay out a couple things here. The heart. Talk about the heart. Amen. It's what the scripture is talking about, the heart. The heart to the Hebrew mind was not just simply the physical organ that we call a heart that pumps blood to the extremities of the body. That's not what they thought when they said heart. That's not it. It was the, it was the wellspring of a person's life. That's how the Hebrews, the Jews, that's what they thought. Amen. And they knew a lot more about these writers and uh, than we do at times. We have to study the history of that. With the heart, a person loves. With the same heart, a person can hate. Amen. Joy can flood a person's heart. 
the same heart can be overwhelmed with sorrow. I got scripture references for every one of these saying. A heart can grow bitter. A heart can grow peaceful. The heart can know, I mean, terrifying fear. The same heart can find courage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the heart that God's talking about. Now, we all have a heart that does pump. The, but but the, the heart is the center of an individual. It's who they are and who we are. Amen. You want to talk about that just a little bit? Amen. Well, don't let your heart be hardened. That's what we want to talk about. Amen. In other words, there's a danger. If it was in, in that time that he was writing, that means we, you know, we got to be careful here because it can also happen to us. Amen. Look over at somebody and smile at them. Amen. Say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Good to see you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You can be seated. God bless you. Amen. The heart of a man is the very center of his being. I mean, it's the real you. It's the real me. Amen. It's the, it's the, it's the person behind the persona. It's the man behind the mask. That's what the heart is. Another thing about the heart is it can be tender and warm toward God or it can be cold and bitter and hard. Amen. Just how, this is what, we need, this is what we're getting to, is what I want to know. Just how does the heart, that center of a person, the real person back there, just how does a heart grow hard and cold toward God? How does that happen? Amen. The writer of Hebrews pinpoints the mystery of a hard heart. Amen. We need to know this. He quotes from the 95th Psalm. Now, now Hebrews in the New Testament, we really don't know who wrote Hebrews. We all, you know, we just guesstimate and we think about it. Sounds like the Apostle Paul. Most people that I know think it was. But we don't know for sure. We don't even know who he was writing Hebrews to whoever it was, but, but we do know this, amen, the old heads way, way back, they felt like it was a voice from God. You know why? It was so entangled and intertwined and woven in to all the other scriptures throughout the Bible, amen, when the decision making came around, we were like, hey, that's, that's part of it, all right? We got to put that in there. So he quoted, amen, out of Psalms, or wrote out of Psalms 95, he went through verses 6 through 11, he said, oh, come let us worship and bow down. Now, I'll just tell you right now, before we get, let me jump ahead on this. One way to keep from being bitter and hardened, amen, like all of us are, can be, amen, is to worship. And that's what we've been doing around here. That's where the Holy Ghost is poured out. That's when things break loose, amen, that's been in there for a long time. Oh, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Why? For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, all right, so we need to listen, amen. Harden not your heart as in the provocation. In other words, they provoked God because of some things they were doing or not doing. It made God angry, all right, amen. As in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Verse 9, when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my work 40 
years long was I grieved with this generation and said it is a people that do err in their hearts and they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath. Made God mad. Amen. That they should not enter into my rest. Listen, notice one of the other, I will throw in, didn't say it here, but, but, but throughout that whole episode of the, the Israelites when he delivered them, one of the things they did, the Bible called it King James word, says they murmured. Here's what a person will do. First off, a person will murmur. That's what that means is simply complaining or grumbling or griping. And they complained. First, they started complaining about their leader, Moses. You know what? There was probably no greater leader in the whole history of the world than Moses. Amen. They complained about him. But the next step from that, and it doesn't seem like it's a very big step, when you begin to complain about your leaders, and Brother Thompson talked about honoring authority today in the Sunday school, excellent lesson. Uh, when, when you complain about your leaders, your God-ordained elders, bishops, uh, leaders throughout the church, the next step is you will begin to complain and murmur about God himself. You're just a baby step away. So that's, that's one of the things we'll just throw in there. But, 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 but how, do, you know, how does people, how does people you know, get bitter? And how do they, their hearts grow hard and cold? Number one, the audience is Israel. We need to get this. The day of provocation was when Israel demanded water to drink. Remember when they came to, to Meribah? Uh, or Meribah, the place, it, it, the, the word meant, meant embitterment, a place of embitterment. The waters were bitter. And they said, you just let us out here, you know, with no water. And, and we, you know, that wasn't Moses. He was just following God like everybody else was doing. And so here they are, the people, amen, that God put him over. And they were complaining to him, amen. And then number, that was number two, amen, the place of embitterment. They began to complain. Number three, the day of temptation was in the wilderness when Israel grew dissatisfied with God. See, it just went from one to the other. The result was the hardening of their hearts. First King 8 and 61, amen, he said, let he said, let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God. How do you do that? You keep believing God. You keep trust. Listen, if you don't trust me, that's, that's one thing. But, but, but when you don't trust God, hallelujah, that's quite another thing. Let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. Listen, a perfect heart is an obedient heart. Let me say that again. A perfect heart is an obedient heart. Hallelujah. One that follows. Praise God. I'll throw something else in here for us. Just, just maybe it'll clarify it. Delayed obedience is disobedience. I know what to do and I know I need to pray. And I know I need to fast, and I know I need to submit, and I know I need to come to the altar, but I'll just wait. That's called disobedience. Let me say it again. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Instant obedience is the only kind of obedience there is. When God called Moses, amen, and many, well, in fact, let's, let's look at Abraham, his only son, 
the one that he had waited 25 years or more than that, actually. But the promise came, and, and I'm going to give you a son. Here he is, 90 years old. You know, you know and, and God said, he finally gets his son. And then God said, Abraham he called him. You know what he said? Here I am, Lord. Take that boy. Take that son, that only son, Isaac, and, and offer him up for a brother. The Bible said, you ever read that? The Bible said, Abraham rose up early. Amen. In other words, there was nothing delayed about it. He heard the voice of God. He acted on it. Well, if, listen, if we could begin, if we could get a little of that going here. We hear God's voice. We feel the, the, the nudging of the presence and the spirit of the Lord. If God didn't have to get a hammer, amen, every time. If he didn't have to show us boxcar letters, tell us three times. Listen, it's, it's a work of faith. Somebody said, how do you operate by faith? You get a feeling, you think, you know, I just feel like that was law. That was God. Now, you know, you have scripture to balance that off of. We're not going way out in left field. and No, no. You feel something, it lines up with God. Wouldn't it be, is it, is it God's will for people to get filled with the Holy Ghost? We just, use our, we just use our own example over here. I choose to believe. Ooh, that was the Holy Ghost. Ooh, that little tongue and them lips going and I couldn't understand it. It wasn't clear, wasn't plain. I choose to believe. Now, what are we going to, oh, well, I don't, you listen, where we used to go to church when I was a kid, people did the best they could, not complaining, not trying to criticize anybody, got to be careful here, not been trying to judge anybody, but they had people who, they had their special job was, you, you couldn't tell somebody they got the Holy Ghost, oh, they got the Holy Ghost, they got to come over there and got to size it all up. They were, the, they were the judges over there. Okay, there was nothing wrong with that. They had to hear them, Brother Johnson, hear them. Now, that's a good thing, but did they believe I was lying? They chose to believe I didn't know what I was talking about or lying, one or the other. But what happened in the Philippines, one service, when 1,800 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Now, we didn't have enough elders to go around and like, hmm, let's see now, oh, yeah, See if it's clear enough and plain enough. You know what? The, I had the, those elders. When we finally claimed 1,800, uh, Brother Jesse Valenzuela, the pastor that we were working with, it got all of that together. We can, I, here, here's my word to all the guys, David Smith and the whole crew that we had with us. Uh, Sister Nicole was there and Debbie Morrison was there and a whole bunch of people, some from other churches. My message was, listen, folks, let me tell you something. We don't want to claim not one soul that didn't get the Holy Ghost. Because, you know, you come back and all these hundreds and all these thousands, you hear, and there's people here in America like, ah, you know, you know, they didn't get it. I said, we do not want to claim one single soul that didn't get it. But neither do we want to not claim a single soul. If they got it, we want to claim them. Put them on the book. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Susan, Sister Susan was there. We had, a, we had a ball. But Brother Valenzuela kept telling me, Pastor, we, we undercounted. Many, many, many more received the Holy Ghost. Many more received it. Because when we released, I preached 10 minutes, by the way. 
We turned the service over to David Smith. He released the power of, listen, listen, here's what God wants to do in these last days. Folks, listen, do you know that ISIS, the, the, the terrorist organization in the Middle East, I, I, I went on a, I went on a, I, it was a caution, warning, uh, you know, Brother Ruck, I, I don't advise people going on that, but it was, a, it was an offshoot from Fox News, and, and it warned people about the, the grossness and the, you know, and the ugliness of what was going on. These people are lining Christians up, amen, shooting them one at a time. Ugly. This, this is going on in our world. Had them down by the river. They had two or three shots. I was sick to my stomach. I had this horrible feeling. Live pictures. Amen. Lining them up. They were blindfolded by a river. Shooting them in the head. I'm sorry. This is rated R right now. And pushing them in the water. And we just mess around and doubt God. It's a, well, I just don't believe. Hey, listen. I'm claiming everybody. Listen, if they didn't get it, they won't hang around. They won't make it. Let's just put it to the test. Well, I don't think they'll make Well, there's a lot of people who do get it that don't make it. We used to judge it by how high they shouted and how loud they got. I've seen people quietly receive the Holy Ghost and never leave the church, never backslide, amen, never not pay their tithes, always loyal to the house of God. Hey, hey, listen, they didn't make a big show. Amen. They just came right on into the church. Seen folks shout all over the place. We have to remove the pews out of the way. People shout, and you'll never see them again. So you can't go by outward signs. My church I pastored many years ago down in farm country. They, all, they owned hundreds and hundreds of acres. Amen. Farmers. Amen. And they had one guy that couldn't get the Holy Ghost somehow in church. Amen. He told the story. That, that he just he was on his tractor one day out in the middle of May. In the middle, you couldn't hardly see him back so far back. Got to praying. Amen. Got to believing God. Stopped the tractor. Got off the tractor down in the cotton rows or the beans or whatever he was, he was, he was plowing. And, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost, Sister High End. Now, now, there's folks in the church around that said, well, we didn't hear him talk in tongues. We, you know what? I said, I choose to believe that the man got the Holy Ghost. That is a choice. Are y'all hearing me? You have a choice. Well, I don't know if he got. Hey, you know what? I choose to believe he did get it. I know one thing. He was faithful to the church and loyal to the church. He kept showing up. Hey, that's pretty easy for me. I believe he got it. I believe all those Filipinos got the Holy Ghost. I believe more of them got it than what we counted. You know why? Those people are, the, the devil is going wholesale. Amen. People are blowing themselves up. Just so they can kill a few Americans and a few Jews. You talk about serious about what they're doing. And then us sit around with our arms folded. And we choose to doubt. We choose to fear. We choose to go hard and bitter and cold toward God. Listen, listen, if the devil's going wholesale, there's a reason for that. He's worried about a revival that's about to break loose in this world that's unprecedented. Amen. There's folks that just choose to believe God. Amen. God's bigger than this church. He's bigger than our organization. He's trying his best to break through. We've got the door closed and locked. Some of us talked in tongues a little bit and got baptized and we thought that was it. Listen, there's a lot more that God has to show us that ain't none of us seen yet. If we'll just release that faith, 
that God's put in every one of us. I, I, I feel some soul winners coming on here. I feel some power in that park, Brother Johnson. I feel like something, what, what an awesome time last, last week or week before last. Amen. What the, just, it was obvious, the presence of the Lord. While they were just singing and praising and worshiping, I, I had nothing to do with it. I'm just watching folks, and it was taking place. I saw hands lifted up. Crystal, that was a Holy Ghost, honey. Don't you ever forget that was the power of the Holy Ghost searching you out, and he found you in that part. Tears began to stream down her face. He's after us. He's looking for us. She apologized to me and she said, I'm sorry. And I said, don't ever, be, don't ever be sorry. Amen. For tears. That's beautiful. Amen. Just weep. He said a broken spirit, a contrite heart. He wouldn't know why. He's attracted to that. I'm looking for more of that. I'm looking for us to double down. Folks are going to hear about what God's doing. They're going to show up. And God's going to get a hold of them. They'll be like Jeremiah. Amen. Amen. Brother John, you know what? I know right now y'all probably like, man, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to. You know what Jeremiah said? Jeremiah in the Old Testament, he said, God, and this is my own terminology. It's what the scriptures. He said, God apprehended me. He just, he just got a hold of me. I can't get loose from him. Some people are afraid they're going to lose. Ooh, I'm going to lose God. No, no, no. God got a hold of me. That's when he went on down and said, I'm just going to quit preaching because nobody's listening. Nobody's paying any attention to me. So I'm just going to give up. I'm going to stop all this. Amen. And that's when he said, but it was like a fire that was shut up in my bones. Because I couldn't stay. So I guess what? I just preached. Amen. If we'll keep preaching, Brother Green, we'll just keep telling folks how good God is and how bad God wants to bless folks. He wants to set you free. He wants to give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. And if he wants to do it, he can do it. I believe he's going to do it. Amen. Sister High End, there's folks all over this country. We've prayed about it. There's folks in Owings Mills, Brother Thompson. We never met them yet. Well, you know what? They're sick of religion. They're sick of something. You know what? People don't want to submit to authority. You know why? They've got good reason. They know some preacher took all the money and left. They know some, you know, they're out there. They know some preacher that run off with somebody else's wife. There's reason that folks are leery of us and gun shy of us. And, and, and you know, we, we confess too that we're not perfect either. So play, bear with us here. Amen. But, but, but listen, my goodness. God's going to help maneuver them through and around and they're going to find they're going to find God and in spite in spite of preachers that they knew that did them wrong and treated them bad and was not friendly to them didn't speak to them when they came in let me tell y'all can I just can I just let loose right now can I just can I just like just us here I act like I'm at the house with my shoes kicked off and a cup of coffee in my hand. Maybe even at your house. <laughs> Listen, I love good preaching as much as anybody. 
I got CDs, and I can go back to the tape. Let's get the old tape out. Man, the guy said it, and he said it good, and he said it right. And I've heard that. I've heard that. Folks preach in the pulpit, and then they won't even give you the time of day. Whether they're on the way to the pulpit and on the way out, they won't speak to you. It's like they are better than you and above you. Well, here's the part I want to I ain't giving them the time of day. You can't be a Christian. You can't have the blood of Jesus Christ on you and not be nice to folks. You can't be prejudiced. You can't hate. You can't, you can't judge somebody else because of what they look like or what they You can't. Here, here's what God's going to God's going to break down some walls for us. Some of us got some little, you know, and I already said it. You've been hurt. You've been let down, and I see that. But God's going to get right through there. <laughs> and you're going to look through and past and beyond all of the pain and all of the letdowns. And you're going to see a God that loves you and cares for you. And he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And he's going to never let you down. And when you fall in love with him, he's already in love with you. You're going to go through. You're going to go through. I had a sermon here. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. I feel the presence and the power of God in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These folks that got a hard heart, I just have to skip through this here. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we have to, we have to look at who God was talking to here. The writer of Hebrews wasn't describing a bunch of pagans. This is the part we got to get. Amen. He was describing people who had been delivered from Egyptian bondage. That's a type. When you come out of Egypt, that Egypt is always a type of the world. All right? When you, God delivered them out of the world. God delivers us out of our Egypt. All right? Amen. He, he spoke of a people who had followed a miracle-working way-making God out of Egypt. So they, they, they knew something about the power of God. He led them through the waters of the Red Sea. Amen. They had eaten angel food that they had together every morning that came from heaven. These people had witnessed the glory cloud and the pillar of fire, yet they had hardened their hearts. I said it in the beginning. Be careful, because your heart can grow hard. That's what the whole thing's about. Oh, I got the Holy Ghost. I love everybody. I love Jesus. But, it, but if, if you're not careful, you can have a hard heart. Our hearts grow hard when we forget God's goodness. When we stop looking around and saying, wow, what a move of the Holy Ghost. We had a church split here one time, years ago. All right, I knew there's leaving people, people hidden, that's okay. People go where they want to go. But Brother Thompson, during, I noticed something during that time. During that time, we never stopped having revival. But the people who had 
grown uh, unhappy with me and with us and with several things. You know, when you get that spirit on, you start, you start looking around and you see everything from the PA system to the color of the paint, the color of the carpet. You know, that, you know number one reason church splits? I, I heard that one time. I read, This is a true story. Uh, the, the number one reason for church splits is the color of the carpet. Oh, yeah, really big deal, isn't it? Big serious deal. People, I'm, that's where it starts. That's how, that's how family feuds and fights start. If you could trace it all the way back, it may be serious now, but it, make, it builds into something serious. But, but, but when it starts, if you trace it all the way back, it's some silly something. Some silly. But, but I remember during that time, people left, took people with them, influenced other folks to leave. Listen, you know what? Bad news, man, it just, it just, it's like wildfire. Good news, it'll, it'll get out there after a while. It, but it travels a little slower. But ugly bad news, it seems like we just, oh, we hear something, we just like tune in. What was that now? And it affected a lot of people, always does, always does. But, but the part that I noticed, Brother Green, and you remember, people will be praying through to the Holy Ghost all around here. I mean, we were baptizing folks. There was folks that was wondering when we were going to have a revival here. That was the gripers. That was complaining. Oh, we, we, we really need a revival. We need, what, what do you think we're having? They, they, they weren't being dishonest. They just were blind. They didn't see any of that. And so I, I, I'm saying, not saying that to be ugly about them. It was just their hearts had they'd gotten out of focus and their hearts had grown cold. and They really didn't see. We, we, we had one lady back here. Hadn't been too far back, too many years back. She said... And she was saying it out of frustration. We, we really need to have a good running, shouting, Holy Ghost service. And I'm like, go ahead. Have you heard me preaching against that? Have you, have you heard me say, oh, no, y'all sit down. But see, isn't that amazing how people come? We just need to have a runaway. In other words, she wanted you to run away, and she wanted me to run away. But she wanted to sit back here and look it all over and see if it was as good as the last runaway we had. No, whatever you want, you can have it. You want to win souls? Go ahead and do that. You want to have a shouting service? I mean, you can shout and dance and clap and praise. You can do that. That's all right. But they were just kind of, hallelujah. I feel like one coming on right now. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can just do whatever. Amen. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. So don't ever get tired. In fact, you need to remind yourself, amen, to look around and say, wow, goodness, look what's going on around here. Look who got the Holy Ghost. Look who prayed back through. Look who has a smile on their face. I hadn't seen them smile in years. Look like a work of God to me. Amen. What a wonderful day we're having. What an awesome era we live in. There's parts of the world, they're killing each other, wars and rumors of war. But at least so far, we have liberty. There's no laws against, I don't know how long that's going to last, but there's no laws against us coming in here worshiping just any way we want to worship. Hallelujah. Amen. Hearts that takes things for granted soon turns to granite. It's hard on you. 
Amen. Amen. Jesus said in the last days men would be unholy and unthankful. Part of it. Eat their food. Don't ever say, thank you, Jesus. There's people starving in this world. Be thankful. Be grateful for what you have. Amen. Our hearts grow hard when we compare ourselves with others. The children of Israel remembered Egypt and they thought, they have it better than we do. True. True story. Amen. I love what Ezekiel 36 said. Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27th verses. He said a new heart. Now, now we, we're getting this. What we're trying to do is, is do a, you know, have our guards up and be ready. I don't want to grow hard. I don't. Amen. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit. I'm going to bring in spirit this time. Here's a prophet. Amen. Will I put within you. Sounds like the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost to me. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27. I will put my spirit. Here you are again. This is how you keep from growing getting a hard heart. Those of you that just prayed through, you know how you keep that good feeling and that good spirit? You just come back again and pray back through. The Bible called it a renewing of the spirit. Amen. I told, I told Brother John back here uh, at the picnic the other night, I said, you know what? I'd love to fill my car up with gas, gasoline, and just fill it up and say, you know, I did that. Because, you know, you have to mortgage the house almost now to do that. Take out a loan. I mean, it's ridiculous. Amen. I'd like to just fill it up and just be done with that. And when somebody said, what about you guys? Oh, I did that. Oh, I did that two or three months ago. Don't worry about that. That's how people do church. That's how people do God. Oh, I prayed. I got baptized. You know, I did that. Oh, yeah. I done. But, but it doesn't stay full. You just have to, you know, I look at that needle and it getting on down by the E again. And so you'd have to, bad as you hate it, you'd have to bite the bullet. Man, pull in there, do that again. Well, that's how you do it spiritually. You just make your way back to the altar again. You know what you can do? Listen, I'd love to be interrupted, Brother Chris, more than I am. I'd love, listen, I'm not trying to, I know the Bible said everything's got to be decent or should be decent and in order. I understand that. Don't worry, I've got a pretty good handle on things. But I'd love more times, more people just to go ahead and take over, Brother Johnson. I mean, I'm so hungry for God. I can't wait till the preacher gets done. I, I've got to get my renewing. I've got to get filled back up. I got to get repented again. The enemy's been on my case all week. I felt horrible. I felt bad. I said some things I shouldn't have said. I've done something. I got to get back to God's presence and His altar and just interrupt our service again. We've flowed smoothly through our services too many times. I'd love to have to hang out and I'm going to preach. Y'all get on out of the way. I'd love to have to do that. I'd like, to, I'd, like to have, I'd like to have the elders or somebody, hey, somebody get this person here. Y'all let them, let them shout. Take them on out there somewhere. I'm going to preach. They just still shout. Ah, just feeling God. Take them out in the yard somewhere. Maybe just baptize and bless the whole neighborhood. Let them shout. Stay with them. Don't let them, don't let them hurt themselves. But I'm preaching. I'd like to have to do those kind of things. And when we get hungry enough, 
and we get thirsty enough for God. We get sick of this world and we know what the enemy's up to and what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep us away from this and he's trying to drag us down and make us quit and make us fear and doubt. And listen, when we f- figure that out, hey, listen, we're going to be like David. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I couldn't wait to get there. I wanted to praise him. I wanted to be in his presence. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's stand together. Come on, let's stand together. Go ahead and clap your hands again. Hallelujah. I'm about done. Amen. Worship and praise gets us in to God's presence. Did you hear me? I know we read that out, but maybe just some of you new folks, you don't know that. Worship and praise brings you or either it brings God to you. If you want to reach God and get a prayer through, you do praise and worship first. You, you, you don't become a worshiper when you become a Christian. Not how it works. You become a worshiper when you determine to worship God regardless of what you're going through. Regardless of, that's, that's how you become. It, it's, it's another revelation. Now, you know, some folks, they're happy to come to church and they sit down and they listen to a good sermon. And I'm sorry if this is not too good for you today. I don't know. That, that's all they need. But, but God's house is, it is called the house of prayer. But, you know, it talks about entering to his gates with thanksgiving, onto his courts with praise. Amen. So praise and worship is where it's at. Bad times, this is for some of us, all of us, bad times were made for worship. For some of you are waiting on things to smooth out and level out, and when all this all gets cleared up, then I, no, 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 no. Bad times were made for worship. Like Job, all the trouble that he had, horrible experience. Just read the book of Job, horrible experience. Amen. His wife said, you, just, you need to just curse God and die. Just be done with this. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And I close with this story. I'm just going to read it to you. It was 1932. The man was 32 years of age. He and his wife lived in a small apartment on Chicago's south side. One hot afternoon, he had to leave for St. Louis, and his wife was expecting, but he thought it was safe to leave. A goodbye kiss, and soon he traveled old Route 66 southward. The next night, he was interrupted during his concert. A man rushed on stage with a Western Union telegram. Only four words were on the yellow paper, your wife just died. Around him, people were laughing and clapping, but his world had stopped turning. He rushed home to find that his wife had died giving birth to a baby boy. His emotions swung between grief and joy, despair and hope. That night, the baby died. He held up long enough to bury both his wife and his baby boy. And then the story says that he fell totally apart. He blamed God 
He didn't want to serve God anymore. He didn't want to play his songs. He didn't want to sing. And then after some time, a professor of music invited him to a music college to recuperate just a little time away. And as the story goes, it says, late one afternoon as the rays of the setting sun streamed through the window, he ventured close to a piano and his hands began to run over the keys. And in his own words, he said, something happened to me then. He said, I felt peace. So listen, folks, listen, our faith will bring us into the supernatural. The Bible talks about signs following the believer. It also talks about wonders. It'll take you out of the reality of this world and it'll put you in another world. Amen. But he, as he touched as he touched those keys, he said, something happened. He said, then I felt peace. He said, he said, I felt as though I could reach out and touch God. I found myself playing a melody. And he said, soon words started falling into place. And I will, I will give you these words. Tommy Dorsey found himself singing, Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me home, let me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am worn. Through the storms, through the night, lead me home to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. That song, you can't say anything else, but it was anointed of God. Where did it come from? It came some, from somewhere down in the depths of trouble and despair. And that's exactly where God works Amen. for somebody. Amen. That's struggling and somebody don't know which way to turn. Somebody's back's against the wall. Let me tell you something. You can't get far enough away from God that he can't reach you. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't get deep enough in sin that God can't find you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I don't feel like I need to say anything else, but, but, but listen, the warning is you, your heart can be hardened. You can be just like those people in the wilderness that provoked God to anger. God does have a personality. After a while, he gets tired of messing with us. Well, I'll just, I just help somebody out right here. Listen, there's sins of the flesh. And they're sins of the Spirit. We need to try to figure out which is which. There's things that we all do as human beings, just sins of the flesh. Without getting in the time-consuming thing here to take up more of our time, I'll just simply, simply say this. I'd rather have somebody that keeps coming to church, comes to the altar... That's that, you know, they're friendly, they're nice, they're meek, they're humble. 
somebody that's got some kind of a sin of the flesh. I'd rather have them to be a member of our church than somebody that dresses perfect and right and they don't drink and they don't cuss and they don't smoke and they don't do anything. But their spirit's not right. That could be a that could be a sin of the spirit. Somebody that's rebellious, that's a sin of the spirit. Somebody that's disrespectful to, a, to an elder. Hallelujah. That's a sin of the spirit. Somebody that refuses to submit to authority. I said it today. Listen, we think the enemy would like to feel like that's a huge big deal. Submission, submission. You know, I can't submit to him. Listen, you do it every day in the world. The world is smart enough. You can't even have a football team unless somebody submits. You can't run a bank. You can't run a business. Every one of you submit to an authority and then come to church and rebel against who God said over you. It's not a big deal. That's what the world wants you to think and the devil wants you to think. I'd have to submit to you. Submit every day. There's rules and laws. You, when you get on 140, you need to keep it down because there's some cops sitting right up there. And when those blue lights come on, guess what you'll do? You'll submit. You'll pull right over and you'll say, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, sir, kind, sir. <laughs> and they'll make you like it. And then come into the house of God, Brother Johnson, and then look down their nose. Listen, God does not want you to grow hard-hearted. He wants you to be tender. It won't hurt you. It will bless you and bless your family. Amen. And, you're, and we're going to heaven together. Hallelujah. Because of, we're just going to not have, we just refuse a hard heart. And guess what? For some of you who don't know this, I submit to you. See? Man, if I could ever just get to be the preacher, I could, I, man, I'd be the ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> Minister means to serve. That's what the word means. This people call me in the middle of the night. That hasn't happened lately, thank God. Praise the Lord. I'm in the hospital, and I'm like, wouldn't I be a poor pastor to lay here in this bed? With the people that I'm supposed to serve, they're in an emergency room. No, I can't do that. I get up. What am I doing? I'm being submissive to you. I'm being obedient to you. We all do it. So don't let the enemy take you and wrangle you around with some false teaching. Amen. Submit. Yes. That's what you do. And that's how you form an organization. And that's when we all get going in the same direction. Amen. And we can get things done in the great kingdom of God. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit in this place. I'm going to pray for you right now. Hallelujah. We've been to the altar already. Unless you just want to come, I'm not going to ask you to come back down. Amen. But we're going to pray with you and for you. Amen. I want to I want to. Amen. I'm going to build this on what I'm saying on the, the word of the Lord. The angel of the Lord encampeth round up. What do you think they're there for? The angels. Amen. They're standing guard around you. Hallelujah. If you fear the Lord. Amen. Jesus' name. Jesus, I claim that, God. Hallelujah. I release that into every spirit, every heart, every soul. In Jesus' name. 
Thank you for keeping us tender, Lord. Thank you for keeping us open, Lord. Hallelujah. To your miracle-working power. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For allowing us and helping us love, amen, one another. Hallelujah. Because you said, amen, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Because you have love one to another. Jesus' name. Thank you for the faith that's in this house. Thank you for those receiving your word today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for all that you're doing. That's it. Come on, let's give him thanks. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your help. We can't do this without you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't forget, don't forget, no service here uh, this week. Uh, but gather. Listen, if you could get, if you could carpool. Now the van is just uh, limited space, but if you could carpool with a friend, share the expenses. Uh, if you ride with somebody, put them some gasoline in there. Amen. Help them out a little bit. Go down, be in service. Mark Morgan never lets us down. Of course, you know what? Yeah, there'll be great worship. And of course, it, it, it's a district thing. It's at Bishop Wright's church, but it's a district. So people will be coming in from all different places. So really, really good time of fellowship. I know it's midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, and most of us have to work during the day. Uh, but if you can't, come down. Now, if you don't go eat out at night, you can be back here, you know, at, at, at a, you know, a good yeah, reasonable time, and it still won't be dead the next morning. So, so if you could come, please show up. Amen. Expect a blessing. I said, expect a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Take take this that you have out of here. I said, take this home with you. Amen. This good spirit. Love every one of you. Love the spirit that I'm feeling. And I'm telling you, Amen. If you'll keep this spirit, this attitude, if you'll worship like you're worshiping and pray like you're praying, listen, there's nothing that God won't do. God, God wants to show some of us something that we've, we think we've seen it all. No, 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 no. Amen. God's taking care of some things and putting some things in place right now, even as we speak. Hallelujah. Anybody, anybody believe me with me? Believe with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Shake hands. Make sure our guests, if you see a guest, shake their hand. Amen. So glad all of you came. You're dismissed in the name of Jesus.